Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel here with Claire, and we are back for another episode. Last week, we talked all about stuttering and had some really awesome tips on parent education related to stuttering. So if you haven't had a chance to take a listen to that, stop, go listen, and then come back. So today on the podcast, we have Lauren Cadillier, who is the co-founder of Therapy Advanced Courses. And we're so excited to have her on the show today because we're going to be talking about what her courses offer and some of what Therapy Advanced offers. So I'm excited to hear from her and talk a little bit about that and the importance of supplementing income. And we're just going to learn so much from you today, Lauren. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Rachel and I were like, wow, this is something we don't know a lot about. So we were excited that you reached out to us because I know a lot of other SLPs and especially new grads or students are, it's something that we need to know about. So can you, I guess, just first introduce yourself, tell us about yourself a little bit and how you got involved with the therapy advanced courses. Yes. Okay. Um, so I have been, I'm a school-based SLP. I should say that first. Um, I have been working in my school for about seven and a half years now. Um, I started actually in early intervention. So when I came out of grad school, I was a very eager new grad student and I really didn't want to wait until September to start working. So I started working early intervention that June. Love early intervention. Um, At the time, I was one of five CFs. So if you know, I guess the early intervention world, you're more of a contract employee, so you're paid by the case. And so because I was one of five, it was so hard for me to kind of build up my caseload. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't making the amount that I needed, you know, or I felt like I wanted. Um, so after a couple months, I started looking for some part-time work in a school. So that September, I started in the public school system. And then It's kind of a crazy story, but the early intervention company I was working for ended up going bankrupt. And I actually naively worked for them still for several months. You know, I'm a new grad thinking, oh, I love my job so much. They're going to pay me. I'm going to get this retro pay. Uh, Long story short, I never did. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. So I ended up, yeah. So I ended up working um, part time in the school, part time early intervention. Until finally I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to, I need to get out. So I found a full-time school job. I wanted, you know, more stability and all the benefits that come with being in a school. So that's really where I've been. I've been at the same school now for seven and a half years. Um, and when they offered me the position, you know, they, they sit you down with the salary guide and they show you, 
you know, I had a little bit of experience, but they say, okay, you're going to start here at step one. This is what you're going to make. And then next year you'll move up and this is the top of the guide and you'll get there someday. Um, and then when they show it to you, there's like these three other scales next to it. And you're like, what is that? Like what's MA plus 15? What's MA plus 30? Um, come to find out later that if you take graduate courses, you can oftentimes advance on the salary guide. Um, but anyway, to backtrack just a little bit, I, when I started, you know, I was making like between 40 and $50,000, which depending on the area is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you Google the average salary for an SLP, you come up with things like, I, I just looked last night just because I knew I was going to be meeting with you guys. Mm -hmm. And salary.com says 76 to $110,000. Mm -hmm. Isn't it such a rude awakening? I felt the same way because I started in a school and I was, I think, I think they offered me like 42 was my starting or something like that. And I was like, what right. my, my jaw like, like dropped to the floor of one year of college yeah, yeah. right right um so I was just not prepared for that at all yeah um and so once I figured out that I could kind of move up on the guide mm -hmm. I started to make moves to do that mm -hmm. so I started with um at a university in New Jersey I started taking courses for um an autism spectrum certificate so the courses, but they were, they were great, but they were $1,500 each. So it was like, there's gotta be something different. Um, teachers, you know, th there's a lot of programs out there for teachers to take courses that are like between four or $500. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them are like, I hate to say frou-frou, but they're like how to make your kids happy. And it's yeah. like, right. That, that's not what I was looking for. I wanted a course. I'm like how to treat cleft palates because right. I just got a kid and I don't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. And instead right. of spending all this money on CEUs, can't I also get graduate credit for it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I ended up, I, I do have my master's plus 30. I ended up getting those credits. Wow. Good for um, you. That's amazing. It, it was a lot of, I mean, the the university ones were a lot harder than the, some of the other ones I took, yeah. um, but it's, it's, it's a time commitment and it takes time depending on the school district. You know, everyone has like their own stipulations. Right. Um, so now like my district, you can only take six online credits at a time. So like, it just, mm -hmm. it takes you longer. Um, but about three to four years ago, we hired an occupational therapist to work in our school. Um, we were contracting previously. Um, so that's when I met Christina, who is the other co-founder and my business partner. Um, and she, it was a very similar thing. She came from contract work and she sat down with the salary guide and it was like, kind of like a punch to the gut. Like yeah. you take this drastic pay cut, but at the same time, like I, I know there are so many benefits to being in the school. Um, but when she was trying to advance on the guide, she was having such a hard time finding anything related to OTs mm -hmm. and occupational therapy. And so we just kept saying, there's gotta be something out there for OTs, PTs, speech. Um, and that's where we are. And that's where we started from because we just felt like there was a need for this um, population of therapists right. to, to really take courses to then advance on the guide. And I so think, Lauren, oh, oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going to clarify because I'm one of those people that doesn't realize what MA plus 15 and MA plus 30 means. So that means 15 credit hours. Yes. yes. Sorry. Okay. 
No, I'm yeah. just making sure. Cause I, I didn't even know that. I feel like I blacked out when I signed my contract with the schools because I just was kind of like, well, I don't have a choice. So, um, yeah. and then and, they never show it to you again. And it's so different everywhere. So I know mm-hmm. like at least my situation. So I did the same thing. I started my CF at the same school district that I'm in now. And when I was in graduate school, I actually did an independent study with um, one of my professors because I was doing research with him. And because of that, I earned enough credits to start on our double master's pay scale. Mm -hmm. But had I not done that, I would have no clue. And actually the professor that I did the research with, Dr. Gobble, he told me, look into this if you end up going into a school system because you know, they have like the bachelor's, the master's, and then the double master's. And I would have never known that. Yeah. And, and you're right. Every district really is different. Um, you know, in some of the Facebook groups, uh, SLPs talk all the time about like, do you get a stipend for your C's? You know, what do you get? And it really is unique. I mean, if you're, if you're one of the lucky ones, they might hire you and be like, oh, wow, your graduate program is 60 credits, but a teacher is 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll put you on this guide. Right. Um, but if you don't know to like negotiate for that or to even ask for that, you're just excited to have a job sometimes. Right, exactly. <laughs> totally. And I think also advocating for yourself, like the longer that you're there, like this past year was the first year that my school paid for my C's because I pushed for it. I'm like, listen, the 225 or 250, whatever it is also in December, which is like the worst month to have to pay dues, um, stinks. And I advocated and I pushed for it and I got it. So that's just a little plug for anyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Push. Um, so you talked a little bit about what therapy advance is, but what types of courses do you guys offer? We have 10 currently, um, and they're all, they're all online and they're all self-paced, meaning you get to decide if you want to start with this quiz, that quiz, do the written assignment. Um, so they're on topics related to a lot of courses related to SLPs, some related to OTs. We have had actually, we've had teachers, school psychologists, school, school social workers, OTs, SLPs, and PTs all take our courses. Um, and so we really try to, you know, so I did actually have a couple OTs take implementing uh, AAC into the school setting mm-hmm. is one of our courses. And so I reached out to them and I said, hey, if, if any of this coursework doesn't seem applicable to you, let me know and we can modify it. Um, so we just kind of joke that we're good at, at um, what's the word? We're good at differentiating. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all used to that. So if, um, if someone takes the course and it's not a hundred percent applicable, we want everybody to get the best, you know, the most out of it that they can right. while at the same time being like, I hate to say easy, but we work full time. We right. both have kids. We yeah. both also work outside jobs. So we get it. We know that everybody is like stretched so super thin, especially now. Right. Right. Um, so we just, we aim to make it manageable on top of the workload that you already have. That's so awesome. Some of, yeah. Go I was going to just say, so some of the topics, like some of the popular ones are executive functioning. We have a course on, um, managing challenging behaviors is one of our popular ones. Um, social skills for students on the autism spectrum. So there's really kind of a variety. I think there's something for everybody. Yeah. And I was going to say, I love, I I've seen the executive functioning one, I think. And I love that 
you have things like that, because I was actually just talking to one of my, um, moms of a client that I see, and she's like looking everywhere for sources on executive functioning, because, um, one of the OTs that he works with was talking to her about how he has a really hard time with that. And she doesn't understand it and she wants to understand it. And there's just not a lot of information out there. So it sounds like you have some really good information in those courses that needs to be out there too. So that's awesome. That's a good point. Um, kind of going a different direction into like SLP income, because I feel like we don't really talk about this openly. And I feel like it's kind of hush hush sometimes, like nobody really wants to talk about their salary or even admit that, holy crap, we got paid so much less than we thought we would. Mm -hmm. So why, I mean, you might not know the, the answer to this, but why do you feel like we're not being paid enough? Like what's kind of the issue there? Um, so I kind of mentioned it before, you know, when I was talking about, um, the different graduate programs, at least in the school, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't really speak to the other settings, but in the school, it's often like, are we a teacher? Aren't we a teacher? You know, we, we do get the same perks as teachers, but not always, you know, we, we have to work the summers sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, I think we're kind of like on that fence. I always say of, our feet, our feet are on one side and like the rest of our bodies on the other. Like we're part teacher, maybe part child study team or, or specialist. Um, but yet we're all hired on the same guide, unless again, like you're one of the lucky ones and maybe you're on a different guide. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think, I think that's kind of where it comes in. Yeah. And the other thing is there's, it's very so much, even like the district next door to me is completely different and their special ed um, services might not be on a teacher contract, whereas I am on a teacher contract in my district. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of things to take into consideration, but we've all kind of touched on the fact that um, as SLPs, we're not taught anything about salary advancement. And I wish that was something that they like at least pushed for a little in grad school or advocate it helped you to advocate for yourself. So what do you think are some things that our listeners should know about that? Um, I would say if you, if it's available to you, I mean, first, when you get a job, you could ask, I mean, while you're interviewing, you could ask in the process, but if it's available to you to do it as early as you possibly can. And I know it like might seem scary if you're not tenured yet to, to do that and to ask for approval to do that. But if you, if you do the math and if you can advance on the salary guide early, you're going to make more money earlier. So then every year after that, you're going to make more money. You know, it's, it's the compound effect of you make more money and then hopefully you're able to save some of it. And then that just accrues and, you know, grows over time, as opposed to just, you know, waiting 20, 25 years to get to the top of the guide to get that number that salary.com says we're supposed to get. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. And I feel like there, I feel like we're all kind of, especially this year, trying to do things to supplement that because we, that income of whatever it is, because there's just, there's just not enough enough of that stuff out there. And we've all kind of found a way to figure out ways to have like separate jobs that also supplement the income we're getting. So, um, could you talk about maybe some ways that SLPs can, or currently maybe are supplementing their income? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I think there's a difference between 
you know, wanting to work a job because you love what you do and you have this great idea. You know, I know there's a lot of, a lot of small businesses that kind of stem from this. That's one thing. And then there's the other part of it is wanting to work a second job because you're like, you know, paycheck to paycheck every month and you need the money. Right. Right. Um, So I know, you know, if you just go on Instagram, you can easily see that, you know, the TPT sellers, the bloggers, those are, you know, some, some forms of income. I, I also know of speech therapists that worked at Yankee Candle on the weekends right. just to make mm-hmm. some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it really runs the gamut. I mean, personally, I still work in early intervention. I still do evaluations yeah. on the side, but mostly because I love it. Um, you know, I'm not doing it to pay the bills, but there are, you know, I, I do think it's worth mentioning, like there are people that are working that second job, you know, because they're, they're at the bottom of the pay scale and they feel like they need it. Right. And especially those who maybe just got out of grad school and have loans, like loans are a huge thing for all of us at some point. And especially when you first start out and you realize how high your loan payment is, and maybe you feel like you can't quite get to it. That's, that's a really good reason. I think to feel like you need some extra income. Yeah, definitely. So Um, Lauren, you touched on this a tiny bit earlier, but financial planning is also something that is never taught to us in grad school, like not even mentioned or brought up. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's such a broad, broad topic. And honestly, it's one that I probably wouldn't know much about Mm -hmm. if it weren't for my husband, who's really big into personal finance. Um, And we have this conversation all the time that why is, why is finance so taboo? I mean, he, he always says, you know, it should be taught in high school. You know, we all, I can't say we all, but a lot of these kids are, are taught, you know, you have to go to the best school. You can go wherever you want to go. And, you know, the sky is the limit, but we're not taught that we're going to be spending, you know, $200,000 to go to school. And then we're going to come out making $40,000. So, you know, if you do that math, it's like, um, something's <laughs> so great. Give. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, I think you're right. Like it definitely needs to be, to be talked about. Um, and the, the one thing that I definitely want to talk about is, you know, we're also told like, oh, don't worry, you're not going to retire until you're older. You have so much time to plan. Right. So when I say the word retire, like, what do you think of? years and years from now yeah, like far away <laughs> like I can't even see it right you think of like 65 right, right. I'm gonna collect my social security I gotta right. work till but it doesn't have to be that way if we plan the right way and if we live to you know not to our salary or not even like to not to our means but we we live within reason you can still be comfortable yeah. um you you can retire early and I think you know, when my husband first mentioned this concept to me of, you know, you can retire whenever you want to, or you can be financially independent is one of those hot words um, or buzz terms. I was like, but I love my job. Like, I don't want to retire. Like, I'm, I love my job. And it took me a while to realize that just because you're retired doesn't mean you can't work. So you can be financially free meaning, you know, you've saved for your retirement and you're living off of your investments now, but you can still choose to work if you want to. You don't have to work 188 days of the year in a school if you don't want to. Right. That's so that, such a good point. Yeah. That, that freedom of choice 
I think is really important. And I think a lot of people, they just assume that they're going to work until they're 65. Um, and they may not even realize that there's other options out there and that you don't necessarily have to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know when I first discovered like investing and like mm -hmm. what you, like you should have more than just what your work takes out for you. You should have other investments, um, like Roth IRAs or whatever your, your choice is. But my mind was just so blown with it all. I was like, yes. at first I didn't, at first I didn't listen to anybody. I was like, this is too much. I, too much. Yeah. Well, it's too much. And like, like you said, I'm, I don't need to think about this yet because I have 50 years. So I'm going to mm -hmm. retire or whatever. So, um, but then, you know, I, you get real about it because when you really start looking at your money and you are off of your parents' insurance and you're off of your parents' phone plan and off of everything, you really need to plan and you have to have a plan and that should be part of it. Yeah. And I think even taking the plunge to like, I know my district offers free financial planning through a local company. So they'll come out and meet with teachers on their prep or whatever it may be. And this is Claire. Is this our fifth year? I don't know. That's bad. Almost I don't even know sixth. that. I okay. Think we're, we're done with our fifth. Okay. Year. We're going into our sixth. Year. Okay. So I think the first three years I was like, I don't need that. I don't need to talk to anyone. I don't know what they'll tell me. And then I started meeting with them and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've been saying no to you for the past three years because he was like, no, we need, we, I think it's in your best interest to switch around these investments and maybe open up you know, a Roth also, in addition to your 401k and your 403b. And I was like, these are all letters and numbers, but I think that's great. And yeah, let's do it. It's overwhelming. There's so many, yes. I'm still trying to, you know, figure it all out. There's so many, like you said, there's so many letters and numbers in yeah. 401k, 403b. What does it all mean? Yeah. It's overwhelming for, you know, like a 23, 24 year old, exactly. however old you are when you graduate. Right. Exactly. So especially for those who are graduating or those who are newer to the field and newer to maybe having um, that salary, I guess, what advice would you give without getting too much into like the technical nuts yeah. and bolts of like all the different types of investment accounts you can have? Yeah. Um, what, what advice would you give them? I would say maybe four things. One I would say, make sure that you don't have credit card debt, like pay that off first mm -hmm. and try to never have it again. <laughs> um, if you can't afford it, if you can't pay it off, you probably shouldn't be buying it. Right. Mm -hmm. Number two, have a plan for your student loans. If you have them, um, you know, there's, there's different theories and different methods of how to pay off your student loans. But I would say, you know, try to pay off the one with the highest interest first because that's gonna accrue the most over time if you don't pay it off. Um, three, like we were just talking about, enroll in whatever your school or whatever your company has, you know, whether it's a 401k or a 403b, as soon as you're eligible. Mm -hmm. um, and Rachel, you kind of alluded to this too. I don't, maybe you didn't realize you were eligible right yeah. when you started. I right. definitely didn't until I saw that guy in the teacher's room. Um, so, right. you know, ask questions. When, when you're hired, ask questions, you know, after you're hired about what's available to you and, you know, try to contribute 10% of your salary. It sounds crazy. It sounds like a lot, but if you can do it, you know, it'll definitely help you down the road. Like think of it as paying yourself first, your future self, you know, it's, it's very cliche, but you will be grateful. Um, and then lastly, 
don't settle for the first thing that comes your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I kind of mentioned in the beginning, I was super eager. I took like that first job that because I wanted to work mm-hmm. and, you know, it ended up not being the best. I mean, it was still a good experience. I still learned a lot, but the experience isn't everything. Like it is okay. We're in this profession of helping people. And I think sometimes we're just caught up in like, in helping people and we feel guilty worrying about the money, but it's okay to worry about the money. I I don't mean to say worry, but it's okay to think about the money. It's okay to want, you know, a little bit more money and to, to advocate for yourself a little bit. Yeah. Well, and you have to, because it is at the end of the day, it is a job, right? So I think that's a great point. I think we get really caught up on on everything else. Rachel and I talk about this a lot too, even Mm -hmm. just having like the side business of a podcast, we are very much so like, yes, yes, we'll do all of it. We'll do everything. Mm. And, but at the end of the day, it is a job and you know, there needs to be something from it because of all the time, like time is money. I hate saying Mm -hmm. it like that, but it really is. And you need, you're worth it too, because you're giving a service. So I think that that's huge. That's a huge takeaway. And the importance of like advocating for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, Lauren, any closing words? This was perfect. I love that we got to really talk about, especially some of that salary advancement and income, because again, it's just not talked about until you're sitting in the room with your HR person. And I think that people need to be better prepared for it. So that was, that was great. But any, any final words or especially where can people find you for the therapy advanced courses? Um, so our website is therapyadvancedcourses.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram at therapy advanced courses and Facebook at therapy advanced courses. Um, I think I would just say, if you're not sure, if you can take courses for salary advancement, ask, ask some of the people you work with, you know, if you work in a school, it might be an option. And if you have access to your contract, go look in your contract if you don't want to ask people. Um, but if you ask around, hopefully some of your coworkers will help you out. Never hurts to ask. That's Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lauren. It was so great talking to you and I'm sure we will want more information in the future. I feel like my wheels are turning with this. I'm like, I feel like we could do a part two just on like <laughs> investments or something like that. We could get your husband in here and he could talk. <laughs> yeah. To I was going to say, I don't know that I'll be able to give you that information. <laughs> he could be but... a special guest with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank, well, thank you so, you so much so for much. having me. Yes, of course. Thank you. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast that you can email us with suggestions, or if you or someone you know wants to be on the podcast, that's let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.